Two Canadian provinces have sparked controversy with policies that would impact students who want to adopt a new name or pronouns at school. Saskatchewan and New Brunswick have indicated that parents of students under the age of 16 have to be notified if their child wants to socially transition. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. National Post reporter Tristan Hopper joins me to discuss why the provinces want to implement these policies, why groups are opposed to the move, and how Canadians by and large feel about the issue. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So Tristan, there's been a lot of talk in Canada about the idea of gender identification and pronoun selection, specifically among school children. Um, and this is largely being driven by policy decisions that have been made in different parts of the country in New Brunswick and Saskatchewan. Before we get into some of the reasoning behind it, I guess, can you break down what these policy decisions have been in these provinces? Yeah. So basically, uh, this has been, this started in New Brunswick uh, just a couple months ago. And this is, as a policy I, I don't think many people knew existed at the school level, but it's pretty universal. Um, most likely, if you were listening to this, you live in a school catchment district in which this has been the policy and has has been for the past four or five years. It was kind of quietly introduced all at the same time um, to hundreds of school boards across Canada. And the policy is this. Um, they updated their gender ID policies. And then, um, so the most controversial part is um, if you have a kid under the age of 16 who says, I am a different uh, gender identity. I want to go by these pronouns. You know, I'm non-binary. I want to go by this name. Uh, the policy of the school is to immediately do that, unquestionably, just like, okay, you're a girl now, uh, you're going into girl sports, using the girl's washroom, we're using girl pronouns, we're using your girl name. Um, so immediate. And then the really controversial part of that is the standing policy across most school boards is that upon request, you don't tell the parents about that. So you could have a situation uh, in which a kid is essentially being socially transitioned at school and the caregivers and parents uh, are not told by the school as a matter of law. The teacher could get into trouble if they do that. So that's, um, it's that particular point that, um, unusually, is Canada has been ahead of the curve on basically every LGBT rights frontier. We were the first with, one of the first with gay marriage. Uh, we were one of the first with, uh, you know, putting X uh, on, on passports instead of a male or female designation. Um, so this is an issue in which, for the first time in basically 20 years, uh, you have an issue in which the Canadian populace said, no, we are absolutely not comfortable with this. So you had Blaine Higgs kind of stuck his neck out in New Brunswick. He wasn't tremendously popular uh, two months ago, and he said, you know what, uh, we're reversing that part of the policy. So the gender ID policy, all the other stuff can, can stay. But we got to tell parents, if you're under the age of 16 and you want to be socially transitioned at school, uh, the parents have to be informed and we have to have their consent. Um, and then he put that in, hugely controversial, caucus revolts, you know, um, LGBT groups universally against him. And then the polls start coming out. Uh, there was one uh, right around the time. And then there was an Angus Reid Institute poll more recently finding that Canadians are wildly in support of this. I mean, like 80%. Uh, uh, so this is all, all political stripes, all, uh, all generations think, oh yeah, yeah, you, you know, we're, we're, we want trans gender people to live their best lives. We think trans kids exist, but you got to inform parents for a variety of reasons. Um, so 
ever since those polls start coming out, then you have Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario. These are all conservative-leaning governments, but saying, oh, this is a very easy-to-implement policy that absolutely everybody loves, so we're going to do it too. In the wake of Saskatchewan, have other provinces kind of stepped up and said, yes, we're considering this, or no, on the flip side of provinces said, no, we're not going to do this? I, I can't imagine daring telling parents. Like, what's what's been the response politically from other provincial governments? Uh, so basically, you have all the conservative-leaning governments saying, oh, yeah, we'll do that too. Uh, because again, this is it's not a tremendously brave political move. Like, oh, there's this, this thing that everybody wants, and it's really easy to implement. Um, would you like to do it? Oh, okay, I'll do that. Um, so you're not seeing it in uh, sort of... I, I haven't heard anything from Quebec... Uh, Quebec is, you know, somewhat different on all these things, even though they have an ostensibly right-wing government. And you're actually not hearing anything out of, uh, out of Alberta. Alberta is, of course, led by Daniel Smith. Uh, Daniel Smith doesn't really like to touch gay issues with a 10-foot pole, uh, or trans issues or whatever. So she said she doesn't want to get involved with this, even as both the other prairie provinces, the Doug Ford government, are saying, yeah, we're going to revise this very specific section in which, um, if you're under the age of 16, we have to tell your parents. And I mean, what's generally the reasoning behind making this move? Is it is it because they feel that this is a decision that needs to be made in conjunction with parents, that there are potential medical issues at play when you talk about gender transitioning that they feel that parents need to be involved in? Or were they getting pushback from parents who were finding out that their kids were changing their names or changing their pronouns at school and they were livid that they weren't told about it. Do we know what the reasoning is? This is this is kind of interesting because, uh, I mean, if you look at sort of uh, conservative politicians, well, all politicians and conservative politicians, specifically in Canada, have been incredibly uh, hesitant to take on any sort of anti-trans position, even on issues that uh, I think would be similarly controversial. So something I've covered a lot. Um, a few years ago, uh, the Trudeau government said, oh, yeah, uh, prison, uh, getting into prison is now based on gender ID. So what that's led to is not many, but you have a couple dozen uh, sex offenders who have transitioned to female and are now allowed into women's prisons. Um, you know, and this is, there's been no sort of operative changes um, uh, to, to the offender. So uh, anyway, even with these issues in which I think you could probably find a majority of Canadians are like, well, okay, that's a step before we should dial it back. We've had politicians saying, no, we don't want to go anywhere near this. So this is sort of the rare issue uh, in which um, you have had uh, politicians sort of, you know, pushing back against uh, a sort of new LGBT frontier. Uh, and again, that's because um, New Brunswick led it, and then we started getting these polls finding that, oh, absolutely everybody uh, agrees with us. So the argument uh, for getting rid of it is that you, when you start socially transitioning a kid, I mean, presumably you're having them adopt a, a trans identity that, you know, could eventually lead to surgical interventions, hormone treatments, whatever. So it can't have consequences. Um, and then the argument against it. Uh, so, so parents are saying, well, if you're going to start them in that process, I should at least be told. And then, you know, then there's also the idea of like, well, if, if teachers are sort of, you know, telling my kid they're or a girl or a boy or they don't have any gender for whatever reason, um, I should probably be informed of, of, of how that is. So it's, it's this fear that, you know, kids are impressionable and this is, you know, people are sort of uh, using trans rights to sort of, you know, screw with kids. So that's the, that's the more controversial side of things because, you know, a trans rights activist, uh, activist would say, oh, kids always know if they're trans and we can't question it. It's exactly like being gay. Now, the counter argument against all these, and this is getting a fair amount of media play, 
um, is that uh, parents uh, sometimes are not cool uh, with their kids' trans identities. They'll throw them out of the house. They'll disown them. They'll beat them, whatever. So that's why it has to be kept secret. Yeah, and I, I'm curious if if you know how how much traction that that argument is getting, or or if or if there are any arguments against this move. Um, you know, I noted that that former Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynne came out and was saying. You know that when when conservative politicians say that these issues should be left to parents, they're calling them homophobic or transphobic, or say it's political pandering. Um, like what? What is the concern? Is is there enough of a concern that there are kids out there who are going to be put in harm's way? Or you had uh, Marcy Marcy Ian, uh, the cabinet minister with the Trudeau government, uh, coming out and saying this is going to lead to mass suicides uh, among you know transgender kids. So. Um, yeah, there is sort of high level progressive pushback against this, uh, but I don't think it's uh, as simple as like, you know, 100% of trans people oppose this um, and then, you know, 100% of, you know, hardcore conservatives do. So, I mean, we had a uh, columnist, Julie Malott, trans woman in Ontario, uh, sort of spoken out on this issue saying, uh, yeah, there are consequences to social transitioning and parents need to be brought in with that. I mean, if you want to if you're a teacher and you think that a kid is trans and you want to start socially transitioning them, I mean, the most the proper way to do it is to sort of bring in the parents and explain why this is, uh, because if you just kind of keep it a secret. So there has been cases actually in California. It was actually a lawsuit um, that I think was finalized last week. This is the States, not Canada. Um, but uh, parents found out that, oh, for the last two years, a school has you know told my son or whatever um, that's that he, he's a girl and they've been doing this behind my back. And then. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm suing you for fraud or whatever. I forget what this was. And I think that there was a successful case in California. Um, so we, the, we at the National Post, most people didn't know this was the policy. They assumed, you know, obviously if the kid adopts another gender identity, that's going to be brought up. Not that it's written policy that it doesn't get brought up upon request from the kid. Um, so I think part of what we're seeing is people were just surprised that this was even on the books because, it was introduced very quietly. There was almost no media reports. Uh, this was just schools said, oh, we're updating our gender ID policies. This is just about respecting uh, trans people. Nothing to see here. And they approved. We'll be right back. And when we look at these policies, what age groups of kids are we talking about? Are we talking about all levels? Like, are, are there kids who are able to make these decisions on their own without parents being notified? Yeah, if you're over 16, it doesn't apply to kids over 16. So if you're in grade 11 and you decide, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning, I'm non-binary, they don't have to tell your parents. Uh, this is under 16. So I guess, you know, the test cases are saying, well, if there's a grade 3 uh, who teachers are saying is a different gender identity. I would like to be informed of that. And then you mentioned earlier that there were some polls that kind of, that showed, you know, in some cases, you, you know, slightly majority support in other cases, overwhelming majority support. Is it notification in all cases? Is it some notification? Is there like a breakdown of, of saying that like there has to be explicit consent or notification how does that break down explicit consent actually uh didn't get majority support so the yangus reed institute poll i'd say that's the most accurate one because the one that came out right when uh uh blaine higgs in new brunswick came out with his policy that was kind of an incomplete poll because i don't think a lot of people understood what the policy was now that it's been in the headlines people kind of get it and so this angus reed institute poll found that 79 percent of canadians at least you know the representative sample that they pulled 
believe there should be some form of notification. Um, so it was, I think, like 10 or 14% who supported the status quo. So incredibly low levels that support the status quo of keeping it a secret upon request. Um, and then there was a secondary question to that. So parents need to be told. Now, uh, can the parent, can the kid transition even without parental consent? So they start, you know, they're a boy now. Uh, even if the parents say no, can the school accommodate that? And that was, that was low, that was under 50%. That was like 45%. So it seems like a majority of Canadians, uh, are saying, well, the parents should be told, but if the parents aren't down with it, it's up to the kid. Mm -hmm. Does the fact that in the United States, we're seeing a lot kind of the, the culture wars around some of these issues get really inflamed. Are you seeing that cause perhaps greater concern in Canada over the intent of some of these policies? I, I honestly think that's a cynical way to sort of dismiss these policies uh, because, I mean, what's, what's remarkable about these polls is you'll have the same poll, the Angus Reid Institute poll, and they'll say, like, you know, are you comfortable with trans people? Do you think trans people face discrimination? And it's the same levels. It's like 80, 90 percent. So, I mean, we've seen this in polls for quite some time. You know, Canadians are fine with trans people. They are fine with legal equality for trans people. It's just on this issue when it comes to kids, you know, a vulnerable group, kids under the age of 16 potentially being transitioned in the school without parents even knowing, that you know, very specific instance people are not comfortable with. So yeah, the people sort of, I think you have a policy that isn't a tremendously good policy. People have legitimate concerns with it. Um, you know, there, there was no sort of the unintended consequences of this were never addressed. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's easy to dismiss. We've seen this on any number of issues from, you know, guns to uh, <laughs> abortion where uh, you just sort of, you can dismiss it by saying, oh, they're just taken in by the American culture wars. So I don't know. I don't think that holds a tremendous amount of water because I think this is being, this is being approached in a, a uniquely Canadian way. I think in the U.S. You're, you're, you're seeing more, more extreme, like, you know, the whole trans ideology is just BS and it's a complete fad and they're coming for our kids. I'm really not seeing that in this debate, you know, at the fringes. But I mean, when you look at what the generalized sentiments of people are, it's like, yeah, we're, we're fine with trans people, trans equality, you know, trans flag in the city hall. That's all fine. But leave the kids alone in this instance. Do we expect that there could be core challenges around this, that either school districts who don't like the policies of the province or that or trans activists could turn around and say this violates the rights of, of young people and the government can't can't and shouldn't be doing it. Oh, yeah, there's probably going to be core challenges on, on probably some constitutional basis. Uh, what's the section of the Constitution that deals with, you know, security of the person, etc.? Section 7, that's sort of all our sort of more out there activist um, Supreme Court decisions are sort of on that basis. So, yeah, if I was a, a gay rights group or an LGBT rights group, I would absolutely be taking the constitutional challenge because most likely... Um, based on what the Supreme Court has been doing recently, they will find some new rights in which, yeah, that quiet social transitioning in the schools is a constitutional right. That's that's just my cynical take. That is, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I know it's a it's a controversial issue, one that that perhaps we may see flare up again as as other provinces decide to follow suit or maybe present a counter argument. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Tristan, thanks for your time. Thank you. Ten three is produced by Tyler Dawson. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Tristan Hopper. More from him at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.